I got a shovel, dug up a corpse, and resurrected the Games Junk podcast. Well, at least for the next hour or so. After that, it's going back in the hole. Call it a comeback. This is not episode 101. I refuse to call it that because I I buried this thing. I killed it. Why won't this thing stay dead? Oh, I know why. I mean, uh, keeping it at 100, it feels it feels weird to you know uh, go past that. So we'll never do that, even if we do a few of these here and there. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, yeah, you got we we killed it on a very solid hundred, which feels you know very a little ritualistic, which might might be weird, but you know it's okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, a uh, bit a while since we've done this one. I guess we should introduce ourselves. Um, I'm Jason Ariola, And I'm John Lucero. And if you've listened to this before, you know who the hell we are. We've been on, I've been on all but, I think, one of these, and that one has been since taken down. And John has been on, what, 50 or so yeah, of these? Give, give or take 50. I've been on, like, like exactly half of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somewhere so, in that ballpark, yeah. so... All right, so we're we're bringing back this uh, this thing. We're dabbling in necromancy for uh, the game of the year for 2018. Um... My list is going to be probably a little less, uh, we'll say, comprehensive than John's because I didn't play a lot of, uh, we'll say, big name stuff this year. But uh, John's got some of the uh, the cooler stuff to talk about, and I've got the, <laughs> probably I, the, probably probably more of the oddball stuff. It's funny because there was like a huge gap where I didn't play I, this last month. Well, I had a lot of time off. Um, I've gone back to play some things to at least dabble with certain games I missed, um, and that's kind of helped me appreciate how how solid of a year this was for games mm-hmm. uh, at first. When I, when I first started thinking about it, I'm like, God, this was... Because it's nothing I'm really pas- super passionate about, but uh, there are some... It's, it's really, it was really solid. It wasn't like... It didn't fucking come out of the gates like a like a fucking wrecking ball like the Switch did last year when it when it dropped, or two years ago now, 2019, when we're recording this. Yeah, uh, oh, jeez, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and it like and released like with with like one of the greatest games of all time. But uh, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff this year, and yeah. it was yeah a lot of ver- a, lot, a lot of variety too, which I appreciated. Yeah, it was kind of the nice thing about that. It did kind of seem to spread out a little bit more evenly than last year across all the consoles. Whereas, let's say the Switch was very uh, loaded throughout the year. It felt like. Yeah, I mean, it got, it got we talked about it, it got Mario and Zelda last year, so that's a pretty big deal. And this yeah. year, this year, Switch first party, relatively weak, um, but a lot of good, in, a lot of good indie stuff on the Switch. Yeah. I, I I spent a lot of time with my Switch this last month, so, and I've appreciated that. Yeah, uh, and pretty also it's. It's, I think it's going to be nice to talk about something positively for once, because these last we, for a while we've been very, oh. been, been uh dabbling in other things <laughs> yeah 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 if you haven't followed our uh uh we'll say uh transition over to a multimedia fail failure uh the episode that well it's not gonna have gone up by the time this goes up but uh the most recent episode that will be going up here shortly it was uh, mortal Kombat: the journey begins and god almighty i i i, I nearly nearly bury that podcast after that episode too because i'm just <laughs> like i don't want to do this anymore god that that movie whatever that was was just the worst it it, it like it literally it, it upset me jason in like a legitimate way and i was and i i haven't thought about it since then i think i, I have uh but now it's going thinking about it now i uh i hate it 
Uh-huh. And um, yeah, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they there's, voted, we, there's that, no two ways about it. That got voted for. I just it, <sighs> democracy doesn't work. I think that's what we're uh, getting at here. Democracy doesn't work, and if uh, well, I was editing this thing and then listening back to or editing that episode and listening back to it. Uh, I noticed Vanessa is actually the one who said she, we should do that one next too. So <laughs> we picked that over Fatal Fury. We oh God, I mean, we were gonna do it eventually, but ugh, just man, oh man, I, I guess we had two like decent ones, and then we just had to bury ourselves right back in shit. So. Yeah, it's hope. Hopefully, it'll it'll get better. <laughs> I mean, it can't. I literally think it won't get worse. But we're not here. We're not here to talk about. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah I'm in the middle of watching yeah. the Mortal Kombat movie, and yeah. that it, it's an improvement. So it's an uphill. It, it's all. It's all down. Up. I don't know. Quality wise, yeah. it goes up, up and it's down, an all downhill battle. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna do our honorable mentions uh, here. The first thing I want to mention is Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, basically, just a pretty solid remake to one of the like. Eh, one of those games that you can point to and say, video games are art. This game is cool. It it's, still looks incredible. And I just yeah. like, man, I doesn't matter what you do to it. It's, I don't know. There's, there's sort of this thing of like, it's janky, but at the same time, yeah, the PS2 one was janky too. So it just looks really pretty. And the jankiness kind of is conveyed a little bit more obviously with that. Yeah. It was on sale recently too, for pretty good price. I almost, I looked at it because uh, I, I love shadow of the Colossus, but and I will probably play that remake eventually. It's that game. That game's really fucking good. Oh yeah. Yes. And uh, for me, I'm gonna start out uh, uh, mentioning Destiny Two: Forsaken, the big expansion this year. It's fantastic. I just have not had enough time to really dig into it as much as I like to. The campaign's very, one of the best they've done, if not the best campaign they've done. Um, and the they created a whole lot of endgame content that uh, the, the original Destiny Two was lacking in. Um, and also, what hurt my, a lot of my friends just dropped out of Destiny. So it was, uh, I was rolling solo for a while, uh, which which can uh, take take uh, away some of the better parts of Destiny. It still is a pretty solid solo experience, and I've probably got the most hours in solo. But um, some of the multiplayer things aren't just aren't as fun by yourself. And you know, I can't I can't do a raid without <laughs> without a bunch of people. So, and but yeah, I unfortunately I just haven't dug into it as much as I would 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 like to. So all right. So next up on mine is Attack on Titan 2. Uh, I kind of, um, we'll say, really latched onto that last one. Or, you know, the first one, technically, whatever. And this one just kind of expanded on it, gave it a little bit more depth as far as uh, upgrade elements and stuff goes. Uh, just made it an even longer game, which I appreciated. So, yeah, if you dug the first one, I'm going to recommend the second one. It's more of the same, but a little bit better. And, and my big problem with the last one was the horses felt like shit. They don't feel like shit in this one. I don't know what they did, but it, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so that, that was my second one, honorable mention. All right. Uh, number, two, number two on mine. I've got a, a game that came out uh, three years ago, almost four years ago, I think. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, me and my friends got into that game this year. Uh, and while none of us are very good at it, we have a good time playing it. <laughs> so it's it uh, has... They they keep adding content to it. The the new all they, all the new operators are always cool and unique, and it's uh it's a it's a it's become a hell of a thing. It's crazy how popular that game has become from where it started. Um, just like the power of you know supporting your game, what that can do, and mm-hmm. listening. And uh, it's a it's a damn good time, and it offers like an ex- experience different from uh, a lot of other shooters that I put, that I play. So I I like it a lot. 
Great. Well, uh, since you're dabbling in something that came out uh, not in 2018, technically, uh, here's mine. Uh, Hollow Knight. Technically came out in 2017 on PC, but hit the Switch this year, and I think it also hit yeah it hit Xbox One and PS4 as well. But you know the Switch was a perfect little console for it. This is a exploratory platform, Metroidvania, um, that rises way above its art style. That I'm not a particular fan of at first. It, it gets better looking as you go on, and it seems incredibly vague. But as you play a little bit more, it just keeps. I'll say getting deeper, and man, I I love the hell out of Hollow Knight, and I wish I had the fucking time to finish that game. I will be talking about Hollow Knight a little bit down the road, actually. That's nice. A, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Hollow Knight's very good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, next up, a game that came out uh, just last month, uh, but actually came out last year, whatever. It's uh, PUBG. My friend got into that, too. Uh, Battlegrounds. Uh you know, it's Battle Royale. It's the one that really started the craze. Fortnite just engulfed it eventually. Actually, technically, but, did it come out like at the end of 17? I thought they took it out of whatever. Oh, yeah, you're right. You, technically, yeah. Early access, early, uh, like spring 17 came out. Yeah. Like, like, I think a year, like a year this time. Uh, now, like December last year. Yeah. Um, and now it's on PS4. Uh, runs like like dog shit. I mean, at least <laughs> it looks like dog shit. It, run, it The frame rate holds up pretty well. Um, it does not, it hasn't crashed on me, it's, but it's still like, in spite of all like the ugliness, it is still a a damn good time. And, uh, one of the more tense games I've ever played, you know, just the, the one versus 100 thing, uh, is very effective and it can, and the shooting is way better than Fortnite, which I appreciate (laughs) because that's, that's what kept me from liking Fortnite that in the building, which is like the big part of Fortnite. Um, so yeah, okay. It's pretty fun. All right. My next one is Sega Ages Fantasy Star. I have tried and tried and tried over the years to play Fantasy Star. It is just entirely too grindy, with the encounter rate being way too hard, and it's obtuse as hell because it's a, you know, 20-something-year-old JRPG. They put it on Switch, uh, M2 did this, uh, and upgraded the hell out of it as far as you can, like, lower the encounter, or the there's an Ages mode, I think it's called, where... It'll lower the encounter rate. I think you get more gold, get more experience. There's an auto-mapping system for the dungeons you go in. So it's kind of like Atrian Odyssey in that sense, except, you know, it does it for you rather than you have to sit there and manually do it. (laughs) Um, There's a kind of built-in little, like, hint system that it'll take you to a website outside of the thing and guide you where. But I recommend uh, Alex Frioli from (laughs) crunkgames.com, his walkthrough. uh, That is, like, spot-on perfect. Uh, And it'll also tell you, like, the items that, you know, you might not know exactly what the hell they do. It'll tell you exactly what they do in the little menu that you just pull up anytime. I I really appreciate that they made this game playable, finally, to a, you know, newer generation. So I'm enjoying the hell out of that. And the fact that they put the FM synthesizer uh, audio in there along with the original Sega Master System soundtrack, it's just like, oh, man, this this is just the ultimate way to play this. I love it. And I'm so happy I finally get to play this and not bounce off of it three battles in where I die. And call it quits. Yeah, I've heard a lot about the difficulty of Fantasy Star, and uh, well, everything you told me sounded really cool. And it's I really appreciate how much effort went into that collection. That sounds like that just you know I just wish that was more of a standard thing, especially you know with how, with how prevalent collections are you know at this point and with uh, and it's very you know going back to games can be very hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, M- M2 yeah. is the best of the best when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. All right. Next up for me, honorable mentions, uh, we got Monster Hunter World, which uh, came out very early in the year. And, 
kept my attention for way longer than, than I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's still I still fell off it eventually, but uh, I did. If, it was the first time where I I could pl- play Monster Hunter and like the controls weren't I, I wasn't fighting with them because it wasn't on a fucking handheld system <laughs> and uh, it the power of it allowed you know you to go from area to area without having to load between areas which is just which is very annoying all the time it's still super obtuse and uh they they have work to do in like matchmaking and just you know parting up people and all that stuff but fighting monsters feels real good in that <laughs> and uh if it, it's also a little too repetitive sometimes but that's what all the different weapons are for so you can if you can if you have the time for it monster hunter has a fucking shit ton to offer you it's a big game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Monster Hunter, mine is actually Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. Sorry. Th- <laughs> three there. Thought I got you for a second. <laughs> so uh, this is uh, a remake of a... Jeez, oh, I want to say it's Sega Master System. It came out on a bunch of other systems, but it was, I think it was another Master System one. And this thing started off life as, I think, Flying Hamster 2. And they got the rights to uh, the, the Wonder Boy, Monster Boy... Debacle of a license. It's it, yeah, because Wonder Boy came out last year, right? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonder, yeah. There is a long, long history of that mm-hmm. uh, series, I, and it, there's a Retronauts episode that you can listen to that ex- breaks it down pretty well. Uh, I'm not going to try to get into it because I don't really know how to explain it. But this one is basically like another exploratory platformer. You can change, or as you go through the game, you can you gain the ability to shapeshift into different monsters that have different abilities and allow you to explore things more. It. It's really solid. It looks good. It's just a wonderful, wonderful remake of a game that might be, we'll say, a, again, a little obtuse and a little hard to go back to just because it was, you know, a Master System era game. Yeah, it, look, it looks it looks good. I like the, I like the, the art style, and uh, they do some clever stuff in that game, too. That's yeah. what I've seen. And if you listen to Multimedia Failure, you will, uh, if you don't, I'll actually mention this here. One of my favorite bits is when the, the pig that you get transformed into uh, stands idle. He wears an eye patch. He will rub his eye where the eye patch is and then switch the <laughs> eye patch over to the other eye. So clearly he's got both eyes. It's just uh, an affectation. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. That's, I love uh, it. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up for me is Hitman two. And, uh, I did not really, I, I, I've seen all of Hitman one or the reboot or whatever the fuck, whatever you want to call it, the episodic yeah. one, um, played through, but I had never actually played it myself. And, um, so I jumped in with this one, and it's a it's a hell of a time. I've not been I've not finished every mission with it. I've done about half of them, uh, but they're really cool sandboxes, and it's just it, it they get, they really just drop you into this area and tell you to go kill people and just leave, ha, leave you to it. And they and now they've added some like uh, hint systems and things to guide you along if you want to follow them to do like some more elaborate kills that uh, that like the, some of the more like the tailor the author content sort of. But they don't they don't force you to do that, and uh, yeah, it's also one of the funniest games I've ever played, and because uh, mm-hmm. they really they really tow that fine line between slapstick and and se- dead serious and like st- yeah. stone face seriousness that is just so fucking funny. Uh, I hope they I hope they're able to keep it if they, and I also hope they're able to make another one. And there's uh, some doubts about that, but uh, it's. Yeah, it's a cool thing. I think it was kept off my top five. One of the reasons was just uh, some of the, the I haven't I haven't got to the missions. I've heard of the best ones, but some of the ones in the middle are kind of. Eh. There's uh, I think the most recent one I did I wasn't a big fan of. The, I think it was Mumbai, uh, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a cool thing. Hitman's really cool. 
not going to disagree with you. All right, I'm going to get back into another... Uh, we sort of talked about this with the retro collection thing. The SNK 40th Anniversary Collection. Man, um, Digital Eclipse, probably a very close second to M2 as far as the treatment of retro games and just collections. I just... God, they put so much work into this thing, and I love it, love, love it. Some of the games on there are just, eh, just interesting historical footnotes more than anything. But I love how much work they put into this thing. And the fact that they just added on, like, 11, I think, games at the end of December oh, for wow. free. They just, yeah. They, they, I think contractually obligated to do 10, and Frank Cifaldi wanted to make sure they added in, I think it was Osmo War, which was, I think, SNK's first game they ever made. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so cool. he just th- basically they just threw it in there for uh, as a freebie. Like, hey, we want to make sure this gets saved for posterity. So let's put it in there. So that's, uh, yeah, that'll, that's my second to the last. Yeah, my second to the last, uh, Into the Breach, which I've only recently got into. Uh, I got it on Switch. And it is a cool little tactical game, and it is hard as shit. <laughs> uh, it's it's fun, it, and the frustrating part, or like the cool part, also, is that they every move in that game, like that is all the the enemy's entire like um, turn is laid out to you right before you start. So it's basically like, all right, this is what they're gonna do. Now you have to now you have to counter this, and uh, you know, it's b- balancing between. Whether like the your units and protecting buildings and whatnot, and then the different tasks. It's really cool. It's a lot to think about. And like each each level is like five turns total, but it can, and that, but those turns can take a while depending on how how hard you have to think about stuff. Um, five turns, give or take. They might not all be that, but uh, yeah, it's re- it's really cool. Uh, I've only beaten the first two islands of four. I think there's a secret fifth one. I think, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, it's a it's a really cool like pick up and play kind of game for, to kill some time with. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Nice. All right, and the final one. Um, I didn't think it would be fair if I threw this game in the mix as uh, for the uh, for my actual uh, top five things, uh, just because it came out last year technically too, um, and it was my game of the year last year. Is uh, Ease Eight on the Switch? So I <laughs> put a few more hours into this thing, and goddamn it, I still love that fucking game. You really love Ease Eight. Yeah. Uh, it's it. Uh, what I played, it's fun. I just haven't played a lot of it. Yeah. So um, I might pick it up on Switch though. I've, Switch is my go-to. Like I could, uh, if it's on there, I'm way more willing to try something on Switch. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, feels. Feels good on there. Um, frame rate suffers a little bit in handheld mode, but not too bad. And God, I could just listen to that soundtrack endlessly. And <laughs> kind of have been. I've got about, I don't know, 15, 20 tracks that have made it into like my workout, work, and uh, running playlist thing. So, Good stuff. It's, good. it's a good soundtrack. I've listened to it. <laughs> so, um, and my last one is these, uh, my, my fifth spot, and this one we're kind of flip-flopping, uh, but my last one is Spider-Man, which I've not finished yet. I actually got um, pretty recently as well. Uh, and it might it might have taken the last spot if I had finished it. I think I'm gonna, probably going to platinum it because it seems to be pretty easy platinum, and I just like enjoy I enjoy flinging around in that game. But yeah, it's a really solid superhero game. You know, It's got a lot of similarities to the Arkham games, and uh, that's it doesn't it, well it doesn't blow me away pretty much in any way it's very solid the writing's really good um spider-man's my favorite superhero so that that also factors in to getting all the fan service and stuff uh i'm looking forward to finishing it and you know just playing more of it because it's, it's, it's just a joy to play 
Alright, so let's run down those real quick here. My honorable mentions were Shadow of the Colossus, Attack on Titan 2, Hollow Knight, SNK, 40th Anniversary Collection, Sega Ages, Fantasy Star, Ease 8, and Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. And mine were Destiny 2, Rainbow Six Siege, PUBG, Monster Hunter, Hitman 2, Into the Breach, and Spider-Man. Nice. Alright, let's go on to our top five here. Uh, John, why don't you start with your number five? All right, this is a game I have talked about on here before. We actually have a whole episode pretty much dedicated to it. Uh, DBZ uh, Fighters, or Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, is my favorite fighting game of the year, and it is the best uh, game made in, one, in my, one of my favorite licenses uh, around in Dragon Ball. Uh, it is a hell of a time, and the, they it looks great. It plays great. It's very accessible, and like all just all the little touches... All the fucking like, they take they take the time to add in like shot for shot uh, parts of the show into some into certain attacks, and it doesn't feel and it never really feels like it's dragging down the fight, and it, they are able to make the chaos readable in a way that might not seem that way if you aren't playing if you haven't played it before, but once you've played it, you can <laughs> it uh, it becomes a lot more readable. Readable. <laughs> uh, I think the biggest thing that that holds it back for me is that the single player is pretty disappointing or like the the, the story mode sort of thing yeah it's got it's got a lot of similarities to uh smash brothers uh, world of light thing but world of light is just way better and uh and yeah it's just a lot of fights with clone characters that aren't that aren't difficult at all like it's super easy which makes it even more boring because it's super long too mm-hmm. and I haven't, I haven't even finished it like i've gotten most of the way through but i I've got every few months. I'll dip back in to do a little bit more of it just to finish it. I'll yeah, probably... that's like fifteen to twenty hours. Yeah, it's super long. That is it's, way too long for a single got, player. Yeah, it's got RPG game. elements to it, to it, but they, it's just like they don't feel necessary because it's not a hard game. <laughs> so no. it's just yeah, or that that part's not hard. Uh, but yeah, I had a blast playing it online. Even though I got my ass kicked quite a bit, uh, <laughs> I do like playing fighting games online and. Uh, Winning in fighting games is still one of my favorite experiences every year <laughs> in games. So very few game, very few things match that. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's Dragon Ball Fighters. All right, my number five is one you already talked about. It's Spider Man. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> so, uh, I actually managed to play through this thing, and that was largely due to the fact that my son is a completely obsessed with Spider Man. So it kind of reignited my. I, I want to say probably love affair I used to have with Spider-Man when I was a kid. So it feels really good to swing in this game. The combat's great. Uh, The story's story's pretty good. I'm not going to say it's great. I mean, but it's for, you know, for what it is, it's pretty good. Um, The voice acting is pretty solid, which I was pretty impressed with. The thing that probably kept it from going a little further up were the Mary Jane stealth missions. Because, man, there is nothing I want more than to in a spider-man game than to play as a normal human being yeah those part like there's I, I think the one with uh miles is pretty good just in terms of like na- narrative stuff but yeah, yeah. those part those parts uh real real drag is compared to how like how fr- much freedom of movement you have the rest of the time yeah it's i don't know like i really enjoy everything they did with this game except those segments it bogged it down so goddamn much and it's just, I don't know, it, it had such a great introduction. And then just the uh, fan service of all the different costumes you get in there. My oh, son yeah. has oddly latched onto the Spider-Man 2099 one. <laughs> I'm playing through the um, the DLC right now, and I was like, you know, we were picking out the costume, and I was like, which one do you want me to wear? And he went right for the Spider-Man 2099 one again. So I was like, okay, that's... Yeah. All right, buddy. Yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed this, like, 
it's very checklisty open world. It's very standard open world stuff. Um, but I've, I've kind of I, I enjoy the checklist stuff in in games that have good movement yeah. and whatnot. So that that really doesn't bother me too much. It's just, it's just super solid. Like it's not I, I wouldn't it's not the spectacular side of Spider Man. It's the solid Spider Man. There you go. Uh, it's a good. It is a good place for them to start, and I look forward. Because it's like the opposite of Arkham Asylum in that I didn't know where the, how they could get better than Arkham Asylum. Uh, I, I can, and they didn't. <laughs> Just for the for the record, they never did. Yeah. City's City's good. I like City, and I also like um, uh, fucking Night. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I look I look forward to whatever Spider Man Two ends up being. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good while, unfortunately. I mean, we might be talking like PS5 at, at that point. Yeah, I bet it, I can see it being a lot, like more of a, a launcher year after one for that for PS5. Yeah, which, they, they, yeah. Kind of unfortunate how much time they spent making this thing, but man, like I said, I I really enjoyed it, and it was just really fun, like having a video game that my son would just sit there and watch me play for hours if I let him. So. Yeah, it's fun. It's good. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and John. What is your number four? All right, keeping up the theme of games we've talked about already, oh, uh, Hollow Knight is my number four. Yeah, because I've, I got I've, I I have also not finished Hollow Knight, but I put in about twenty five hours into Hollow Knight. It had a very similar thing, to, like with The Witcher Three, in that I moved around the time I was playing it and uh, just did not have a lot of time to, and then fell off. And it because it's a, it's it's a very big game. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things in it, a lot of a lot of fun hitting like side stuff to go along with the main story. And I feel like I'm relatively close to finishing it. Um, I don't. I. I hoped. I hope I will get back to it eventually. I'm. It keep. It's keep, like the how far I'm into it is what's keeping me away from jumping back into it sometimes. Um, but damn, that game is something else. It is. It would probably be higher on the list if I finished it because it's like it's the closest a game has come to like that first time I played Dark Souls feeling in a lot of ways. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's it got a lot of similarities to Dark Souls, but it. But it also it. it has my the things I like about it and like the world the world building and you know the exploration aspect and just like the, the mystery to it while also doing its own thing because it has its own combat it's a side scroller it's a completely different game and uh, so without trying so it, it got all the things I like about it without trying to mimic Dark Souls which because I've yet to like one of the games that tries to mimic Dark Souls uh, yeah man I, I also do really like the art style I know you said you, it had to grow on you I was all I super into it I like the I like the weird bug ask the word bug stuff they do with it it's yeah. uh it's 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 cool and uh there's a lot of, the story is really interesting if you if you take the time to dig into it if it's like dark souls it's very vague and you know like a lot of cool a lot of cool characters you meet yeah it's just in a lot of cool environments the boss fights are spectacular if very hard but but very awesome yeah it's it's a damn good time all right and my number four is going to be the Mega Man x legacy collection just because Mega Man X, I feel, is one of the few video games I think you could point to as near perfect. There is so little fat in that game, if any, really, that just having this in this collection kind of makes it rise above almost everything. Having all, let's say, four and a half very, very good Mega Man X games in here is is a real real good thing and then you know then there's uh seven eight and we'll just uh, i'll ride the ps2 I'll, ones <laughs> i'll leave it yeah i'll leave it to interpretations maybe because you know there's there's sort of this uh weird thing of like five and six some people like one and some people don't like the other i hmm. i'm, I'm kind of in the air as which one of those i actually like but uh one through four are very very solid titles and i just i adore the shit out of that series there was a lot of love put into it 
Um, enough so that I have it on the PS4 and the Switch, so I can play it on the go, and I can also play it on the uh, on the PS4 with a you know slightly better D-pad. Although then I figured out how to hook up a Wii U Pro controller to my Switch, so now I'm kind of like, oh, I didn't really need to buy it on the PS4 too. But <laughs> whatever, I like Mega Man X. I'm voting with my money. I want more Mega Man X eventually, as long as it doesn't look like seven and eight. Man, those games are bad. Oh Jesus, Axel just, is so bad. <laughs> I am just glad they didn't put Command Mission in those things. Oh, that's, that was, you know, a, a small comfort. But anyway, yeah, highly recommended. I, I, another yeah. one, it's not nearly as, uh, we'll say, lovingly crafted as uh, the Sega Ages games are or the SNK 40th Anniversary Collection is, but it still handles really well. It feels good. I, there's just some people who complain about the, uh, you know, we'll say the lag, the latency, yeah. I didn't really notice it, and I have a Mega Man X cart that I can plug into my Super Nintendo. It's slightly there, but it's not really noticeable that I think you're going to be dying constantly because of it. Yeah. Uh, also, a lot of cool, a lot of good like art artwork, a lot of good like collection stuff in there for like just to look at too, that, yeah. other than just playing it. On a, um, all right, number three is a game I also talked about on here a few months like uh, last year, uh, God of War and uh which was my early game of the year and it's fantastic game looks great play like plays great and i i love the characters i think that i think these the changes they made to kratos um were good for the the most part uh i like atreus a lot and i tend to hate kids in games and movies so that's got to say something atreus is pretty great save for the part where he like starts getting a serious attitude for no reason. Uh, there's a reason. I just don't want to spoil stuff. But he starts getting a serious uh, attitude. It, kind of, it feels like it comes out of nowhere a little bit, which makes it kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, the 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 world's great. Like all the 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 open world aspects they added to it are really cool. And um, just so, like the fight with uh, Balder at the very beginning is one of my favorite moments of the year. It's just super balls. It's it's that cl- like classic God of War thing where they open with they open with the balls to the wall fight. Um. Yeah, and I and like Spider Man. I feel like I what keeps what kept it at three instead of two is that it feels like a really good part one. And I feel I can't. I'm really looking forward to what they how they improve upon it in the next one because the loot system and the crafting system and upgrades felt very um, kind of tacked on in a lot of ways. I I appreciated them being there, but they didn't feel uh, they they didn't they felt kind of half baked. So. I look. I look forward to that, and also like the story-wise, they they leave it with a really in a really cool, interesting place, and they, and, that can, and it can go a lot of different directions. Uh, so yeah, I, I I highly recommend this game, and uh, it's bit it's a bit of a slow burn at the beginning, not as much as my number two game is, but uh, it yeah, I I, I recommend at least uh, staying with it for a, lo- a little past the opening moments, getting to the lake at least, seeing the world serpent. So uh, yeah, it's worth it's worth playing. All right, my number three is going to be Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. It's a good game. Oh man, this thing is a love affair to just not or like a love letter to not just Nintendo but just video games in general. And I just love, 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 love that stupid. Um, what is it? The the Spirit Mode or the mo- the Path of Light uh, or World of World, Light? World, World of Light, I think. World yeah, of Light. Yeah. Yeah. I love just how asinine they make some of the <laughs> like. The, the, the fights that Street Fighter 2 part to... is really I really I was really into that the, I, haven't, uh, I haven't seen uh, this one yet but the one where you fight um one of the characters from oh god what is it um Fatal Frame 
Oh, I haven't, you, I haven't done that one. Okay, you fight Isabel, who is <laughs> okay. in like a, I think she's wearing like her all black outfit. And as you're fighting, you're realizing you're getting the shit kicked out of you by something you can't see. There is a villager that's invisible. <laughs> okay. So that's basically, pretty... yeah, like I said, it's just these little. Oh nods wait, if of you things. if you use the camera in that thing, can you see the ghost? I haven't I haven't done the fight myself. I've just heard about this. Oh, okay. I was gonna say if if you do it, I I want to see if you if you like pause take a picture of it. If you can see the villager, then because that'd, that'd be, be really. Yeah, that'd be a nice little touch. Yeah, like it's, this game is so full of little touches like that, and that whole mode is just a love letter to just video games. And I, I adore that Nintendo poured so much effort into it. Uh, God, I hope Sakurai doesn't kill himself after this because oh <laughs> he needs he needs to rest. Yeah, that, needs... that dude needs a break. That guy yeah, needs he... a goddamn break. Yeah, World World Light is really cool. I, I did not expect to I to like it as much as I did. Um, there are some fucking annoying ass fights in there though. Good God. Uh, there's one where I had to fight three Jigglypuffs who were super into using down B, which was just a sleep thing. just jumping at me and, and putting me to sleep constantly. And as a captain Falcon, it's, uh, not being able to punch something is really annoying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but there's a, like the street fighter two one is, uh, it literally like, um, has, the like the the world map and you fly and it, you're in a plane going from each fight to fight and they're all themed of, uh after the different characters in street fighter and, nice and it's yeah and like you fight and uh get, and the last one is ganon with the with m bison support character and uh <laughs> so yeah it's and they also has the street fighter music of course the entire time it's that fucking soundtrack i think is nuts that was something i was just gonna yeah. mention is <laughs> that was something that alone this game could have sucked and i would have just appreciated it for the soundtrack because my god there's just i think three hours of new arrangements of tracks in this thing alone it's like a it's like a thousand tracks on that thing it's yeah it's, it's insane, insane. It's, it's it's stupid it's great it's fantastic i'm not no, it's uh that game is a really uh that was that was also one of i uh, considered an honorable mention i just haven't pl- played it as much and uh but yeah god damn that the the attention the detail and the love letter stuff is I really appreciated every every bit of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't appreciate having to unlock all seventy one characters, almost almost all seventy one characters. But you know, it's it it doesn't that does give you reason to at least dip into the other modes. So I can see the logic there in a way. It's uh, maybe not maybe not maybe give more than eight at the beginning though. I, yeah, I think, uh, I think <laughs> I it was a nice little nod to the original. And it was. They they come at a they come at a pretty fast pace. Um, yeah, you know, I I play single or I play uh, like. Um, offline with my daughter and my son and we'll you know beat up a, a computer character basically or a couple computer characters and just the I, I was noticing it was like every two or three matches we would end up getting somebody so yeah yeah it's uh i've not i've actually not played online yet i don't think i i haven't either because i don't care yeah. to so yeah i competitive i hate competitive smash <laughs> it's just like it's like let's take all the fun out of the game <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So take out the items and uh yeah. it's like okay geez all right i get it yeah you guys are okay man you guys must yeah. be real fun to party all with. right go, go wave dash your ass out of my face <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh all right all right but that's uh, it so go ahead and let's move on to your number two number two is red dead redemption 2 and uh a game that is full of the highest highs and some of the lowest lows because of how annoying it can be it can fucking be sometimes uh 
I, also, I actually talked about this uh, game with a uh, friend of the site, Connor Mahood, on a podcast we recorded relatively recently. Um, it has not gone up yet. Uh, I don't know. I do not know if it'll be up by the time this goes up or not. Probably not. Probably. But uh, I can probably get this up to, uh, yeah. by tomorrow, yeah. basically. Yeah, we we talked uh, at length about Red Dead Redemption 2, and very spoiler-heavy also. Um, <clears throat> but I think in Rockstar... I did not expect them to create characters as fantastic as they did in this game based on their entire track record previously <laughs> prior to this game, including the first Red Dead. Because I like John Marston. I mean, everyone likes John Marston. I, I, I was never like head over heels for him. I thought he was a solid main character surrounded by a bunch of, um, you know, boilerplate other character, rock star characters. But there, Arthur Morgan is one of... Not only he's not only their greatest character they've ever made, he's just one of the greatest characters in a written in a game. Period. He's fantastic. He's layered. The performance is amazing. His arc is uh, damn near perfect. Uh, like their open world is in, is so jam. It is so above and beyond like the other open worlds that have come before it in that in that style. Um, that it's not. It's it's. It's like it's the new benchmark, and I don't know how long it will take for the, for uh, games to leap past it in that way. Uh, I say that now, g- games move very fast. It'll probably happen in a few years. But uh, <laughs> uh, remember, remember when Witcher Three came out, and that was amazing. That was three years ago. But uh, and uh, so yeah, like it's it's just one of the greatest worlds in a game to just to, just to be in. I wish, and I wish that. I had more time to be in it. I just wanted. I eventually just kind of started mainlining the story because I wanted to finish the story. And because if I kept going at the pace I was going, I'd finish that game two years from now. But uh, I didn't. Have, I didn't have the time. And but that also. But doing that also highlights a lot of the problems with the game, including like the mission structure is very, very similar the entire time in all a hundred or so missions you have to do in that game. Oof. And. Uh, a lot of them boil down to ride your horse and talk and, and chat. And the chats are very good and they're very well written. Um, a lot of a lot of great character moments there. Uh, ride your horse to a place, get in a firefight, uh, talk to someone, get maybe get another firefight while you're on your horse. Whatever. A lot of firefights in that game. You, a lot of you know headshots in that game. And talk about slow burn. This game is the slow burn of the game. Like everything, everything in this game is slow as shit. Uh, the you have to all the animations are basically not skippable in the game, and like when you go to camp, you can only walk through camp. You can't run in camp, which is very annoying in the camp because you move camps constantly. One and the one that's like a two-story house, and your room's in the second story. <laughs> that's very annoying. Oy. Yeah, that was a choice. Uh, I thought chapter five was pretty pointless out of the six chapter out of the six chapters plus plus the epilogue. The epilogue is also. So long. I don't know why it's basically chapter seven. It's uh, calling an epilogue is kind of silly. Oh, it's kind of like the uh, the two epilogues in uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's an epilogue with two parts, and it's pretty much it's might be it's it's close to the longest part of the game. Um, but it's a lot of it's, there's a lot of good stuff in there. It could have definitely been edited. Um, but yeah, I. I think um, I think it was uh, Anthony John Agnello who said that there is a hell of a twenty-hour game in the sixty-hour game. <laughs> there is, there is a, and there is a masterpiece hidden in this game. Not really hidden. You can see it everywhere in the game. It's just yeah. 
there's also there's a the parts that punch you in the face that say <laughs> that say hold hold your horses there, buddy. It's not as it, it, there's, a, there's some other things going on here. Uh, but this game this game is so fucking like the attention to detail in this game is insane. There is you know the the possums in the game play dead, Jason. You know did you know that I I didn't know that till it happened till I like was walking walking and all of a sudden I saw like the, the the skin the button to skin something. I was like oh I must have run with my horse and then I went down to skin it and it was a possum and it got up and ran away from me because it was playing dead because I had scared it. Oh That's, okay. That's yeah like <laughs> yeah this game game is it's it's full of that stuff and I wish that they had taken the time to maybe like craft to first of all st- Rockstar just I feel like they just want to see how many missions they can fit in the game each time how many more they can fit because like gta 5 was like 70 missions or something or 80 missions something like that and now we're up to past 100 just past 100 it's like just if they could just trim the fucking fat sometimes they like because this is easily their best written story they've ever ever done and it's it's fantastic beginning pretty much beginning to end uh i i i could complain about it all day i could praise it all day it's just it's just one of those things it's it's incredible. It stuck with me. It stuck with me since I finished it. Um, I will probably go uh, the multiplayer. I wish is better. Uh, which was better? I think it will be, be will be good eventually, like GTA Online apparently is, because <laughs> I, I gave up on GTA Online after playing it when it first came out. Uh, yeah, it's it just like I like God of God of War has less problems, but the things about Red Dead have stuck with me way long. Even though it's been more recent, the more recency bias, of course. Um, I just feel like the best parts of Red Dead will stick with me way longer than the best parts of God of War will. So, my basic familiarity with Red Dead was uh, during Extra Life, I was uh, sort of trying to keep uh, Chris Privetier, who owns RP Gamer, uh, awake during Extra Life at about uh, two or three in the morning. Yeah, well, actually, probably between like one and four in the morning. I uh, eventually got to the point where I uh, offered to pay. I think it was five dollars, uh, or yeah, chipping another five dollars towards. Uh, uh, the charity thing, um, every time he crashed his horse accidentally and he jumped off a cliff and landed so <laughs> like fantastically in the middle of a lake and died without the horse that I just threw in the extra five bucks for that one. So that ended up costing me $40 for the, uh, uh, you know, PETA, uh, probably infuriating moments there, but, uh, that, that's I kind mean, of my familiarity with the game. I kept the same horse through the entire game. My horse never died. Oh, he always would reload. I think so. Yeah, I never, I never had to reload it. I just my horse made it the entire game without dying. I also, I also bought a very sturdy horse because uh, you know, as uh, for prep, you know, for the rest of the game, I kept the same horse the entire he time. Found some white horse. I, I don't know what the yeah, significance the, of that one was, but it, it's a hard game to to recommend sometimes because it's like if I had infinite time, this could be one of my favorite games. This could be one of my favorite game experiences ever. But I don't. I don't. So it's just like yeah. if I, I don't besmirch people that can't get into this game. I don't. John, so. that is a perfect segue to my number two, which is State of Decay Two. <laughs> oh, number two. I did not expect this. Okay. Okay. I, I took, you know what? I, I I had to really sit there and think about it, and I was like, man, I think there's enough problems with State of Decay Two that I, you know, the the online I, I didn't have that much of an issue with, but there was enough problems that I was like, yeah, and it's the, the, I'm gonna have to take this thing down a peg here, but I, I I think I'm one of the few champions of this game. I think it is me, Alan Avril, and Tom Chick that are absolutely <laughs> madly in love with this with this game. Um, Brad Shoemaker also a big fan over Giant Mom. Oh, okay, good. So yeah. there's four of us yeah. in the world that yeah. like that like love this game. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Oh no, well Tom Chick plays on, on well 
maybe it would have run into him. I don't know. Anyway, he plays on PC. I play on Xbox. So anyway, um, I was a huge fan of State of Decay. These some of the we'll say more constraining uh, things with the like time limitations you had, and some of the dumber choices they had with the initial launch of that game that got patched out eventually, and really fluff the hell out of it for this one it feels so much better to play this thing there's so much to goddamn do and there's mm-hmm. like so many different i want to say like different paths you can kind of take because of the stories but it's also kind of nice that the stories can kind of continue despite having everyone die like you can literally just like have some no-name character and there's still kind of a story that will continue along with it and they do a pretty good job of that i guess i don't go to this type of game for a story this is one of the few games that i'm really heavy in the character progression, and I also don't care about the story too much. Most of the time, I, I, I get invested in the characters in terms of how they... Um, their utility, and also yeah. just as a story me- or device, basically. This, I could care less about the story, but I appreciate that the uh, Undead Labs took the time to go ahead and throw that in. The Horde mode type thing that they added in there is absolute garbage. Um, <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, uh, but everything else about this game... if. If there was even an inkling that you like the original State of Decay, it has been fixed to hell in this thing, and I just adore this game. It, Like I said, there's just enough problems with it that I couldn't really make it my number one over what I picked as my number one. So, I've, State of Decay fascinates me. Uh, I think it's too management sim heavy for me. I think I'd, I'd bounce off that, but there are so many things that, like, I, like, that appeal to me about that game. Mm-hmm. Uh just like the emergence, the emergent storytelling, it just that comes from just having you know not wanting your people to die and whatnot, and, yes. and yeah, so and you know just trying to survive. I wish I think I wish there was a little more writing. I think from what I've seen, like a little more like uh, writing in the characters. Yeah, but uh, no, I can understand that. Yeah, um, another big plus with this thing is I don't think I've seen a game that does night as well as State of Decay Two does. Oh, and not even like Dead by Daylight. I think I think is one, one I usually I usually go to. You mean just like the way it looks, or just how tense it can be at night? Yes. Okay, both. All right, good to know. Yeah, it's <laughs> there is your your field of vision is so so minute, and you hear shit. You will see the eyes of the uh you know the zombies glowing in the distance. You will hear some things rustling occasionally, and they're more active at night there's more of them at night it just really just adds the like this level of tenseness that i don't think i really ever get in any other game and i just love the shit out of it because you can avoid these things you can sneak around them you just have to be incredibly careful there's also something very gratifying in going through a run for supplies realizing you're not going to make it back before daylight but you don't well, you might have enough to get you through the night if you kind of hold hold down and bucker down, but then your whole run will have been for nothing, so you kind of make the trek to go back home. Ooh. And just that tenseness of, am I going to make it? If I'm careful, I might make it. And just a slight, nah, I wouldn't say slight, but enough of a fuck-up will just entirely wreck that entire run, possibly lose you one of your characters. It's still not quite as severe as the one moment in State of Decay where I had one of my uh, best characters coming back from a run and then one of those like big gigantic hulk things come and grab me as i ran out of stamina and just ripped me in half (laughs) that was state of decay in a nutshell i was like oh okay well great uh but like yeah like i said there's nothing quite as bad as that but like i said just that level of tenseness that is in state of decay the series i guess 
there's nothing else in video games for me that has that. And I really love coming back to it and talking about it now. I think I might actually want to go play it again here later, but I'm kind of <laughs> in the middle of something. So. You, you make me want to play. Can you, when you, at night, can you hole up in places or do you have to, can you only, can you only like sleep at your main place? You can only like basically rest at your main place. Um, okay. You technically okay. never like really sleep. You you can you switch out characters at your base to let them okay. rest. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you're hunkering down as you just hiding and staying put until daylight rolls around. If if uh, you're okay. kind of stuck there, so you're literally <laughs> hunkering down and waiting for daylight. That actually adds more tension because you can't just like make a loading screen happen. So yeah. I can. Yeah. Okay. I, I, all right. I'm back in. Uh, <laughs> it's a, that's uh yeah it all sounds really cool also i said dead by daylight earlier i meant dying light uh dead oh, by okay. daylight dead by daylight's terrible don't play dead by daylight uh <laughs> warning warning yeah dying light great game super uh looking forward to the sequel uh, <laughs> all right is it time for number ones it is time for number ones all right my number one surprised the hell out of me because i've never liked the genre in my life but dead cells is my number one game of Holy 2018 shit. okay yeah, the game is fan fucking tastic. All right, I like I said, I I I don't like roguelikes or lights, whatever the fuck you want to call them, whatever the fuck they are, you know, whichever whichever flavor of the, of the week they are that time. Uh, Spelunky is boring to me. Rogue Legacy looks ugly and plays like shit to me. <laughs> um, name one, I could probably find another, uh, another problems I have with it. Uh, but Dead Cells. Holy shit! This, Jason, this is might be one of the like purely best controlling games ever made. Like just like you talk about like just sublime movement at all times. It the like it always the character always does what you want him to. The the weapons are varied and all seem viable. You, everyone will have their preferences, but I every every game. Uh, almost every game I have a completely different loadout than I did previously, and I still find a way to make it work uh, with what they give me. Uh, the the they dole out upgrades at a fantastic pace, so it never it never feels so the games uh, never starts feeling um, rep- repetitive in the way in and too much or bore or repetitive in a boring way. And because um, I mean, there's only three. Like you can beat the game. It, I've yet to beat it. I've, I've got, I'm at the final boss. I get, I can get to the final boss now, pretty, pretty, uh, at least the final area, pretty uh, consistently. But uh, the final area is a bitch, and the boss is, the boss is rough too. But, uh, <clears throat> and but yeah, like you can beat the game in an hour. So, but I've put 20 hours into it, <laughs> and it, it, I love the way it looks. Uh, I love. I think it has one of the best rolls in a game. It has the best like stomp attack because you know, like just moving through that moving through that game is a goddamn dream, Jason. <laughs> it is and like oh my god, it's so good. I think you're playing this on Switch. I am, and I and I again I want to get it on PS4 eventually once I beat it on Switch, uh, or at least beat the main thing. I, I'm I'm pretty sure they add extra stuff after you beat it, of course. You know, like games do, um, and. Uh, and like I'm saying all this, and I'm playing it in handheld most handheld mode mostly, so it's not even like the best controller in the world. And I still th- think it feels great. And I feel like it, it, all my deaths are my fault, and uh, I could have been avoided. Uh, generally, sometimes I feel like I got fucked, but that, but I also uh, put myself in that position. So, uh, 
Yeah, and it, it's like the, the feeling of accomplishment in that game, like from the, the first boss, which took me a decent amount of time to finally beat, and now I just fucking destroy that guy every time I, every time I see him. I, I, he's not even a fucking, I, I don't, I'm not even a worry anymore. I can beat him <laughs> without getting hit if I, if I, if I really dial it in. Uh, and the second boss, too, I just, I've, I've, I've found my loadout that I like, that I feel like is my boss shredding loadout, which, uh, so... I'm I'm close to beating it, and I'm oh my god I can't wait. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's it's just like a game, a video game ass video game, Jason. <laughs> it is. There's not a lot of story in it, it and it's just it just plays so well. It's kind of like what how you feel about I feel like how you feel about Mega Man X in the just playing it just it just feels great to play. This just feels great to play. So nice. Yeah. Oh, it's one of the games like. I, I love the idea of it and everything I've heard about it. It sounds like it would be fun. It's just time-wise and knowing my reactions on those kind of games anymore, I just I don't think that it's going to work out for me. Yeah, I, 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 I wish you would try it. I think if you could get to try it eventually, I, I would, I'd say give, give it a go because I, I legitimately thought I would never like the, anything, like any games in that genre, at least that style, you know, that especially the size-growing ones. But this one... And I still don't think I'm a guy to like the genre. I just really like I just really like this game, <laughs> and so yeah, it it surprised the hell out of me. And I like I mean I I I did a couple runs this morning. I, I usually do if I if I have time. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good ass <laughs> game. <laughs> See, that's kind of the nice thing is something that can keep you coming back for more, even after you've kind of finished it. And that's going to lead right into my number one, which is Pokemon Let's Go. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, so basically this is a remake of Pokemon Yellow. Um, I picked the wrong version. Uh, I'm, I pick, I played Pikachu. My daughter's playing Eevee. Eevee is apparently a fucking wrecking ball, and Pikachu's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu's got fun outfits. How, how are Eevee's outfits? Uh, Eevee's outfits are very fun. They're the exact same ones, and oh. Eevee's um, arguably a little bit cuter because... <laughs> Um, when I, I had no idea until this most recent, uh, or, you know, until I saw an Eevee come out in Let's Go Pikachu that when Eevee comes out, it goes, squee! Oh. And it's <laughs> adorable. And I'm like, oh, God, I want, I, so I think I'm going to, uh, borrow my daughter's copy. Of <laughs> oh, Eevee. are you going to borrow your daughter's, uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee? Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, I paid for it, so whatever. <laughs> you can't, you can't evolve the Eevee, correct? No, you can't. Uh, um. there is no need to. Um. <laughs> There is absolutely no need to because there are these special um, characters in some of the Pokemon uh, centers who will give Eevee um, special moves. And basically, uh, you can have any type of move given to this Eevee. Okay. <laughs> so you can have an Eevee that is just a you know complete wrecking house of anything that stands in its way. Um Adrian and I'm forgetting his name his, or his last name, but he uh, he's from RP Gamer. He managed to beat the Elite Four using two potions or no three potions with just Eevee. <laughs> the Elite Eevee... Four and your rival with just Eevee. Eevee, Eevee just did Dragon Breath the entire time and, and like Ice Beam completely yeah, yeah, wrecked yeah. everything. I'm like, man, I I picked the wrong version. But anyway, um, so the thing I love about this game is it got rid of the random encounters. Okay, yeah, uh, that's right. It's so nice that. They're, they're Pokemon, like, populating the grassy areas now. You can see them. And so if you're looking for specific Pokemon, you can just go after that one. That gives you experience points. The 
random or not the random, but like the, uh, you know, the NPCs that are kind of strewn about that will randomly challenge you. They'll give you experience points. They'll give you gold. But where you really get the good amount of experience points is catching Pokemon and chaining them together, basically. So the more frequently you catch a, the, a single type of Pokemon, the odds of a shiny coming up will, oh, okay. uh, will go up as well as your experience bonus. Interesting. So it's a, I think a great way of getting the grind out of Pokemon and it made it really accessible for somebody who plays just Go and kind of wanted to dip back into Pokemon. So I think this is a great stepping stone back into Pokemon. For somebody who plays Pokemon pretty heavily like me, I'm not like, you know, like hardcore Pokemon, uh, you know, online. Uh, I built up this crazy team. I just like catching them all, basically. I'm the same. Um, I I love the hell out of this game. I had so much goddamn fun with this thing. Um I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did, and I managed to finish it in a couple of weeks and put in 30 hours. I was taking it to work with me, playing it on my break while I was waiting for my car to warm up. I was playing it in the car. <laughs> yeah, I heard a lot of positivity around this game that I wasn't, it was not expecting when it was first announced. It just seemed like the the game to tie people over till next year's big the big one mm-hmm. uh, from what they keep they they call it the real one. So yeah, whatever. the Gen Nine one basically. Yeah. Um. Let, let me tell you this game surprised me so much and i think it did a very poor job of marketing itself to we'll say more hardcore fans gore Mm -hmm. who is another hardcore pokemon player was very disinterested in this thing yeah actually wrong word uninterested in this thing. yeah because he because he i know he loved pokemon he plays every one of them like he he's he's always posting stuff about the shinies he gets all Mm -hmm. the time yep so um i he i I think we were talking, yeah, we were talking and he mentioned that he didn't have any interest in it. And I told him, look, man, it does this and it does this. And he's like, oh man, that sounds cool. And then he started watching some videos and the next thing I know, he told me he had bought it. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I talked him into it and he, he's been going shiny hunting. Um, I, I got him an, uh, a Nintendo uh, online pass and I bought one for myself too. So we could actually trade Pokemon to fill out our Pokedexes. <laughs> All right. So it's, uh, like I said, man, I was not expecting to enjoy this game as much as I did and Boy, oh boy, it, so after, after the game's over, normally there's just like, oh, you go catch Mewtwo and then grind. Mm-hmm. You can go back in this it's, one. It's, it's red and blue, right? Or red and yellow or whatever is like what it's based on. It's like a remake essentially of the first ones. It's, it's closer to a remake of yellow, basically. Yeah. Yellow. Yeah. Um, once the game is done, you can go and fight the elite four, the gym leaders again, and they'll be harder you can do that once a day so you can grind for money that way, which is no big deal. There are also like these elite trainers who will fight a certain type of Pokemon against you. And that is the only Pokemon you can use against it. So somebody will have like, I think I have the strongest Pidgey in the world. And then you have to fight him with a Pidgey. Oh, that's okay. I like that. So like I said, it's just these little things to do after the game where normally like once you finish the game there, it just goes into kind of like, a, eh, there's really not much else to do if you're a little more casual about the game. But there's still plenty to do in in the Pokemon Let's Go that it kind of keeps me coming back. Not nearly every day, but now I, I dip into it like once a week just to kind of mess around with it a little bit more. And like I said, man, it is just as somebody who grew up with these things on, you know, in sprite form and seeing them just in these like beautiful 3D renders, I... I am so happy that this game came out as good as it did because it is just the perfect thing of what a remake is by remaking Pokemon uh, yellow, blue, and red, basically. Like, mm-hmm. it is exactly what it should have been, and I adore this game. 
<laughs> you sound like it. Yeah. Uh, I have considered getting it. I, I think I, I'm still leaning towards. I'm going to wait for the big one because I don't. I I like Pokemon. I don't love love playing Pokemon. I like I like I like it every once in a while. So I think I'm just going to still wait for the big one. Mm-hmm. But this one sounds tempting. The I didn't. I what I've seen. The, they changed the battle system, right? It's like it's isn't it like um, Pokemon Go sort of? No, uh, the battle system is basically just regular Pokemon. Okay. Okay. You can you, yeah you still get four abilities. Per oh, Pokemon. Is, is it the is it like the catching them? Is that like that, is that like the Go similar thing? Yeah. The, like, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The Go thing is basically just throwing the Pokeballs at them the same way you do in Go. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also the fact that it's just the 150 right is also very appealing to me because <laughs> you know I. Actually, there's uh, 152 in this because there's Mew as well as that Meltran thing that just kind of got... This is its first appearance. Meltran? Yeah, it's a new Pokemon, so... Okay. Um, So, yeah, that's also appealing because, you know, I don't... I think the last one I played was Black and White, and that was all new Pokemon, so I... The last one I played a lot lot of was Black and White. Um, So it's been a minute. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it did sound it sounds love it sounds like a lovely thing. It sounds like a very pl- you know just Pokemon is always a very pleasant thing to play. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and the uh, the soundtrack actually Dominic and I I think it was on our first episode together of uh, doing Rock Out with Your Card Out another podcast we do now um, that we buried this thing for and anyway <laughs> <laughs> um, he he had mentioned that he would never want to hear the original soundtracks like redone with an orchestra and let me tell you I bought the soundtrack for this thing because man. They compose this thing so well. I just adore the way it sounds, like fully orchestrated too. So it's just like I I am finding a hard time faulting this game for anything. Like I said, the only thing I really have an issue with is like catching the Pokemon in Pokemon Go. I feel is a lot easier than it is in Let's Go. Other than that, I man, I I can't think of a single thing I really want to complain about this game with. That's that that's that is great to hear. I, I like I like it. You know. Uh, this is, this whole conversation has been very nice. It's been very nice and very positive and that's been, you know, that's, that's been good. Especially because we have game, we have, for like a first time in a while, we have very similar games on our list too. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a good year for games. Uh, it, it wasn't the, it wasn't 2017, but not every, not most years can't be that anyway. So. Yeah. yeah, they are, they just don't feel as special then. <laughs> yeah, they don't. But this one, very solid, very, very I'm glad we decided Dead Cells is the game of the year together. <laughs> uh, the site's game of the year, Dead Cells. All right, we can we can now end the podcast. Um, hey, John, you do remember who edits this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. I do remember that. Uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I have any, anything else to say about these games. Yeah, so <laughs> let's let's go ahead and uh, run down our, uh, our top five again. Uh, mine was Spider-Man, Mega Man X Legacy Collection, Smash Ultimate, State of Decay 2, and Pokemon Let's Go. Mine is Dragon Ball Fighters, Hollow Knight, God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Dead Cells at number one. Yeah, you surprised me with Dead Cells. I really thought it was going to be Red Dead, honestly. but I did too until I played Dead Cells. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, glad, glad to hear you got a nice surprise this year. I, I, actually, I think we've both got quite a few surprises this year. So. Yeah, yeah. I did not. Ex- I, Hollow Knight surprised me. Mm-hmm, um, me Rainbow Six Siege surprised me. Um, fucking... Yeah, man, it's just it's it's been good stuff. I mean, God God Award, in Red Dead lived up to ex- expectations. Um, Into the Breach is cool. Like a lot of those games, man. It's been a lot of a lot of cool little games and big games. Yeah, it's been a great year. Um, yeah, like I said, not quite 2017, but 
incredibly solid year. Let's let's say let's say a good solid four out of five. Yeah, and it, it, it didn't ha- and it also didn't have the spectacular lows of 2017 either, like Andromeda and Battlefront Two and That's stuff like that. Very, so very true. I yeah, it's just it just like that. just a good year for games all around. And uh... <laughs> all right, well, I guess we're gonna wrap this one up. I kind of forget how we wrap this thing up, but um, basically, don't expect this thing to pop up again anytime soon. Uh, this is sort of a like, yeah, we should probably do something for Game of the Year for the site, and we thought, yeah, hey, this probably be the easiest way to go about it. Yeah, and it was, you know. Like I said, add a little positivity to the site around the uh, around the other podcast I'm on is always appreciated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Jeez, Louise, it's that is a that is a project. And some days I regret suggesting it, but we're committed. Damn it, we're yeah. we're like eight going to be eight episodes in as of tomorrow. We're yeah, on we're Saturday, so all in. <laughs> yep, all in. All right, so you can follow the site at Games and Junk on Twitter. You can follow me at Jason Ariel. You can follow John at John Lucero seven seven seven. And as I, well, let's not, let's, let's say alluded to, as we alluded to, <laughs> we'll just go with that. Um, <clears throat> we do multiple podcasts now. We do Multimedia Failure, which is a chronological viewing of video game movies from the beginning to, I don't know when we're going to end this thing. I don't know when we're <laughs> ever going to catch gonna up. End, because, Jason. man, I don't know if you saw, they, they, they announced a remake of the first Pokemon movie. Yeah, they did, the CGI one. Yep, so now we've got that to look forward to in about nine years. <laughs> we will be halfway to a remake of that one by the time we get to it probably at the pace we're going so um (laughs) not only that one we have the gadge game club which uh has been on a little bit of a hiatus but i think since the last time we did this we've had two episodes go up so yeah zelda ones correct yeah both zelda ones yeah and uh if you're a uh, if you're a fan of the tactics ogre one happening in february man we've (laughs) my two other uh Guests on there that uh, I'm doing this with, uh, they both moved rather recently, so they uh, they kind of had a bow out for a little bit, but we're we're back on it. Uh, Jonathan, who is a Tactics Ogre fan number two, I'm going to say. Because <laughs> I'm number one, damn it. It's my yeah. site. I'll say, I'll say I'm number one. Um, mm-hmm. he, uh, he pointed me out to this like mod of Tactics Ogre that uh, eliminates some of the stuff that makes it a little, we'll say, tough for people to get into, like the crafting thing. It fixed a lot of the crafting, fixed fixes a lot of the drop rate so you get more uh, rare stuff more frequently i'm like oh man i might have to do this so i've got an iso of that sitting on my uh my little uh emulator uh, handheld machine that i think i'm gonna fire that up on and see how i do oh, all so, right uh i mean I, I, i'm committed to playing this thing uh you know the next two chapters to oh, god god the two parts of chapter two here in the next few weeks so i might as maybe should look into that one so it's a little bit i don't know anyway uh and the other podcast we most or more recently launched was a uh, rock out with your card out that is a video game mo- or uh, music man so you say movies with the uh, multimedia failure but a video yeah. game music podcast i do with uh, my friend dominic chavez so that's been a hell of a thing to do it's been a project i've wanted to do for years just never really found the right person to do it with and thankfully he was sitting right under my nose the whole goddamn time, and my wife uh, kind of kicked me in the head and like, hey, why don't you try him, dummy? Like, oh, good thing. And the long-term goal of that podcast is to get Dominic hired at Falcom Sound Team JDK so I can just sit there and bathe in Falcom Sound Team music for the rest of my existence. <laughs> uh, I'm excited that's, for that too. That's how I knew you. That's, that's how you're gonna die. Yeah, this <laughs> the site. The site will just it, the day the site completely like just vanishes and stops updating, and you don't know what the hell happened. And my Twitter handle goes dark. You will know Dominic works for Falcom Sound Team. 
and I have access to their library, and I just disappeared. So <laughs> Jason is no longer there. The yeah. only Spellcom Sound team. Yep, I have just <laughs> melded into the in, into their library, basically. So <laughs> anyway, uh, that will wrap up this episode of the Games Junk Podcast, and we might dabble in necromancy uh, at some point again. But uh, yeah, like I said, uh, this this is not episode one hundred and one yeah. because not going to happen. What is dead may never die. Yes. So, um, and like I, and like I said off off air, horror movies have a lot of sequels, Jason. So <laughs> you can't quite kill them. So yeah, yeah. Uh, all men must die, and all podcasts must die, and we return this one to the grave. And we will talk at you guys the next time we decide to get out a shovel and dig up this thing. Bye.